It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Week 15. Wait, no, it's Week 16. Oh, my. Uh, thank the Lord. It's week 16 of the Fantasy Points Podcast, Fantasy Points Injury Podcast. My name is Joe Dolan. He is Dr. Edwin Porras, Doctor of Physical Therapy, uh, soon to be of the Minnesota Twins, Doctor of Physical Therapy, but don't worry, fantasypoints.com always comes first on Edwin's resume. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here. We got some injuries to talk about in week 16. Most of all, just fatigue for anyone. The week 15, you know, we always talk about how quickly things go around the season. It, it both wears on you, and then, it's, and, and then it seems like it goes quick all at the same time. I don't think anybody on planet Earth who plays fantasy football, follows the NFL, uh, works in the NFL, would say week 15 went quickly. Hell, it's not even over yet. We have two games Today, on Tuesday, because of uh, postponements for COVID, the league has changed its COVID protocols in the middle of the season. Edwin, first and foremost, um, I just want to get that out here. In terms of the COVID protocols changing, and I know, look, you're not an epidemiologist. You you deal with injuries, but you also deal with availability issues with football. Um, what do the new COVID protocols mean, essentially? Well, Joe, we don't know. Let's be honest. We don't know what these protocols are essentially going to result in, but we do know that if a player is uh, test positive and is vaccinated, um, they can technically return to the team at this point if they have another negative test within 24 hours. So you and I were having a conversation before we hit record. This is basically the NFL saying, all right, listen, guys, let's be honest. Some of this was for show. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, we can sit here and sermonize about what we think should be done, what shouldn't be done, what's high risk, what's not considered high risk. The NFL is thinking to themselves, okay, the finish line is right there. So getting put on the on the COVID list at this point, if you're a skilled player with fantasy football implications, doesn't necessarily mean it's a death, uh, a death sentence to your fantasy team quite yet. So keep watching uh, the, the COVID list. Keep watching my Twitter account at FBInjuryDoc. I try to retweet those as much as quickly as they come out. Um, and just know that, for example, somebody like Travis Kelsey and Austin Eckler have a good chance of returning. The 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 unknown wild card here that still exists is that we never truly know if a player is symptomatic or not. If they're symptomatic, they still have to go through the same protocols, mm-hmm. uh, which would be like a supervised, uh, basically, progression of aerobic exercise and be asymptomatic in addition to testing negative. So. Uh, the only thing that changed here is that if they if they're asymptomatic, they can still come back within 24 to 48 hours. So that that's just bumps up the the time that they have to spend on the list. So that's something to just keep an eye on. Yeah, and apparently this is what uh, the, the Washington football team, which obviously had the, one of the massive outbreaks that led to the postponement of their game. I think they said something like 21 of their 23 players who were on the list were asymptomatic. So. Um, yeah. obviously this would lead to a huge number of guys getting back soon, of course, but it, it, it was not to be for week number 15. Okay. Let's get into the real purpose of this podcast here and that's injuries. And I want to start, uh, Edwin with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they just got shut out. Um, Tom Brady was shut out for the first time since 2006. Um, and a large part of that was because Tom Brady's entire team dropped like flies around him. Let's start with um, the first one, which is Chris Godwin. And 
I don't think this is necessarily good news. Um, it, it, they come out and say he looked like he wanted to get back in the game. They come out and say after the game, M- MCL sprain, he could be back for the playoffs. He's going to miss the rest of the regular season. And then they get the MRI result that show a torn ACL. And I know how this works at this point. I've been talking to you for a while, and I just I just know how the mechanisms work. Very rarely does an ACL tear just kind of like show up and surprise people. So what what could lead to that? And Chris Godwin entering free agency, this is horrible news for him. Yeah, man, you feel terrible for Chris Godwin. I've always sort of rooted for him. He's always been one of those low-key, uh, really talented uh, players that that goes out there, kicks ass pretty much every week, um, and he does his job. And so this is, yeah, and he's going to be in free agency now. When I watched the tape initially, the angle that I saw didn't necessarily imply a, a, a ACL at that point. Now, I'm sure that the Bucks were aware that it was on. It was something they wanted to test for. So, yeah, that's probably not it wasn't necessarily a total surprise, um, but maybe it was a little bit to a certain extent. You did see with Logan Thomas, for example, the on-field testing, um, even though they're 90, 98, 99% uh, sensitive for an ACL tear, they're, they're not always perfect. So that might have been what happened here. That's why they get the MRI. So, yeah, you're, Chris Godwin now is looking at a return. You know, we're really thinking late September, early October at this point at the soonest. You hate for that to happen to him as a free agent. And so really this recovery is going to be something that he's going to have to take his time with. We don't know if it's an isolated ACL versus uh, any additional meniscus damage. But we do know that Chris Godwin is extremely talented. We do know that Chris Godwin um, is a wide receiver. And if you put both of those things together, he's very athletic, obviously. Um, If you put those things together, he should have a pretty good outing. I'm just 25 years old right now. Um, A pretty good outing in 2022. It's just going to be a matter of when he'll finally be available when he gets cleared to play. So he'll actually probably, Joe, be on my injury discount uh, list this summer. So be on the lookout for that this summer. Interested is going to be very interested to see what his market is this offseason. Two more Buccaneers, both with hamstring injuries, are Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette. Now, I know Ian Rappaport came out and said neither one looks to be serious. Um, Maybe they'll miss a little bit of time. I mean, for fantasy football, there's no solace in that. We only have a little bit of time left. Uh, But Evans and Fournette, I believe Evans has had hamstring injuries in the past, which obviously portends to potentially greater issues. Yeah, so if we start with Evans, uh, surprisingly, Ian Rappaport said that he that injury to Mike Evans is less serious than it is to Leonard Fournette. I, now, that doesn't necessarily mean that Evans is going to be back in full force without any issues. You see what happens with Julio Jones. You you saw what happened, uh, for example, earlier this season with Sterling Shepard before we get into his injury, obviously. Um, these injuries, and you saw with Christian McCaffrey, these hamstring injuries are fickle, Joe. They are fickle MFers and they don't necessarily go away. And the problem, what part of the problem is that players and coaching staffs and medical staffs try to bring back players too soon. You saw it in 2019 with Adam Thielen, who came back too soon, ended up missing like another five or six games. So even though, you know, we say, quote, it's not a big deal. And even though the average missed time is anywhere between two to four weeks for uh, an NFL skill player based on hamstring data over the last five years, we know that th- things can change on a dime. And so this will automatically raise Mike Evans's, uh, I'm sorry, he's going to drop his floor. It's going to sort of make him more vol- volatile if he is active uh, in week 16 at this point. But I mean, if, if you, it is what it is, Joe, at this point, um, it, you're probably going to run Mike Evans out there considering, you know, everything that's going on with COVID and everything that's going on with injuries. 
And the flip side is with Leonard Fournette, his injury was a little more uh, serious because he had a true mech mechanical stretching of the tissue of the of the back of his thigh, his hamstring. He sort of got helicoptered around on a on a hit. It was kind of an awkward hit. He landed and he, he sort of landed in the lunge position, like the splits position. And what happens is that that put a ton of strain through the hamstring itself. Ian Rappaport is reporting that Leonard Fournette might miss, quote, some time. This is a little bit more of sort of let tissues uh, get back, do their thing, heal, and do a little bit of rehab. So because of that mechanical stretching of the hamstring, they do want to sort of let it calm down, put the fire out, and then build him back up. So it, it'll it'll be surprising to see Leonard Fournette back before the end of the fantasy playoffs, um, just based on what I know about this specific injury. But I mean, you can always hold out hope. Um, you can hold out hope that he'll be back for the fantasy championship, which I'm not going to in any of my leagues, Joe, because I lost in all my playoff leagues. And I can sit here and be mad and tilted and salty, but I'm not, Joe. Graham Barfield kicked my ass in one league where I had <laughs> Dak Prescott. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just really upset. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I mean, you asked me about uh, Jacoby Myers, or I even forget the other guy, but I'm guessing it didn't matter. Didn't matter. One bit. Didn't matter one bit. Jacoby Myers scored 11 points. Jerry Judy had a goose egg. Oh, that's Did you right, know that? Judy. Did you know that, Joe? Yeah, I did know Jerry Judy had a goose egg. Yeah, so um, I went with Jerry Judy. I went against your advice, and I, I was wrong. So maybe that's the last time I do well, that. Well, my first instinct was Judy, first and foremost. And then I read Wes Huber's article at Fantasy Points, and he liked the matchup for Myers. And, well, I mean, yeah, I, my guess was it didn't matter anyway. So anyway, uh, let's get to another hamstring injury and another guy who put up a goose egg. Um, Julio Jones, a disastrous trade for the Tennessee Titans. Man. I don't know what to say at this point because it's 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 frustrating for me and I'm not even directly related or linked to Julio in any any way, shape or form since last year. These hamstring strains just have not gone away. I don't know what his offseason program looks like. I don't know what his strength and conditioning looks like. I don't know what his rehab looks like. But man, I don't know what else this guy's supposed to do. I mean, he's he's probably done everything he has to. He's 32 ahead going on 33 years old, I think, at this point, which doesn't help his cause whatsoever. Um, yeah, man, I just I just don't see this going in the direction. Of course, I'm going to sit here and, and feel feel really bad for him and tell me tell you how bad it is. And then he's probably going to be back next week. But I, mean, I don't know how you put Julio in a lineup at this point. It doesn't matter what position you're in, uh, even if he's back next week. I just can't see it happening. Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site on the planet, is a daily fantasy sports operator offering a unique style of player props. One of the things we really love about MKF is that you simply don't have to spend all day analyzing salaries to create that one lineup that finally makes you a millionaire, like on other sites. The third biggest operator in DFS offers all the major sports, plus UFC, golf, esports, soccer, college football, and constantly adds new sports to the mix to help keep things fresh for their more than 200,000 users. Pick a sport, select a game matchup. Pick your fantasy contest. Choose your buy-in. That's how it works. You compete against yourself. That's it. You have to compete against your brain. Make sure you make the right picks with your brain. You win money. That easy. New users. Use code FANTASYPTS to claim an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. What a great time to do it. We've got these island games tonight, the Tuesday night games. you got playoff games coming up. Monkey Knife Fight's a lot of fun. New users also receive a free $5 just for signing up. Head to monkeyknifefight.com and download the app on the App Store or Google Play Store. And you can also find out more information on the Fantasy Points homepage. Okay, Edwin, we've got uh, uh, a couple of ankle injuries to get to. Rondale Moore and Joe Mixon, what did you see from those two guys? Rondale Moore's was difficult to see. 
um, sort of hidden. And it was towards the end of the game. We don't really know what's going on. We know he was going to get an MRI. We know that they think uh, they're trying to rule out something ligamentous at this point if he had x-rays already. So um, it could be high ankle-ish. The mechanism was really difficult to see. So, you know, don't hold your breath for Rondale Moore. The Cardinals have, I mean, I don't know what to make of the Cardinals. First of all, Joe, I mean, they, they're down to the Jags, then they lose to the Lions. Like, I don't know if they're for real. I don't know if they're, if they're pretenders. But moral of the story here, now they're down potentially another wide receiver uh, for potentially the rest of the fantasy football season. We're going to have to watch the practice reports on this one because I'm not entirely certain what's going on. When it comes to Joe Mixon, his mechanism was also a little vague. You could argue it was either a lateral ankle sprain, a low ankle sprain, or you could argue there was a little bit of a high ankle mechanism on the front end of it. So again, another dude who Zach Taylor, who I don't believe for one second said that he's going to be fine, that it's not a big deal. Another guy, you're going to have to watch the practice reports. If you remember Joe earlier this season, Joe Mixon came out, they said he's going to have a full workload and ended up touching the ball. I think like one time or some crap like that. So don't trust the reports coming out of Cincinnati. I'll do my best to try to decode those based on everything I know about those people. Um, ben Baby reports are usually pretty good. Um, and I will continue to monitor this. It does lower the floor on Joe Mixon this this season, or I mean, this fantasy football sort of playoffs. But I don't think you can go without Joe Mixon at this point. I mean, he's been one of those guys that has just been so consistent for you. And Joe, remember when Joe Mixon was injury prone? Now? I mean, he's not. <laughs> no, I know. Jerk. No. I know. He's had a couple of bad weeks in a row, though, unfortunately, heading into the playoffs, and this injury does not help. And when Sterling Shepard tore his Achilles, unfortunately, that is a young man whose body has betrayed him at this point. Yeah, he's got. A, he's had a ton of soft tissue injuries this year. Calf, quad, hamstring. And it's not... Um, I think it's interesting, just from a, a clinical perspective, I'd have to look at the research. Um, typically, you don't see strains progress to tears. Uh, I know we kind of saw that with Kevin Durant, but he did. He was on the injury report with the calf strain before this happened. Now he's young enough. And I think that he, his position uh, allows him, you know, he, he, he plays slot, right? He's still a slot guy. I mean, I know that the giants have 18 slot guys. Yeah. He's, he's mostly a slot guy. Um, he will play outside, but mostly a slot guy. Yes. Yeah. Because given all his positional demands right now, I think he could have sort of an Emmanuel Sanders type bounce back. Now, I wouldn't expect any more ceiling years from Sterling Shepard, unfortunately. Um, but given the fact that we don't know a lot about this injury quite yet, the 28 year old going on 29 in February, um, I think he'll continue to be an OK contributor, 14 team leaguer. Um, and hopefully he can overcome this this rehab. But it's not a slam dunk that he will. So so keep an eye on that one this, this offseason. I'll, I'll be writing about it. And we talk about concussions a lot on this podcast, Edwin, and and I mean, we, I, we don't get into the science of them. We don't get into the ethics of them. I mean, we have such a short am- amount of time. It is a fantasy football podcast after all, but both Pat Fryermuth and Teddy Bridgewater have concussions. Now, the Teddy Bridgewater one was incredibly scary. Uh, I think Vic Fangio has already ruled him out for this coming week, but it is important to note, and I mean crude as this may sound just because it looks awful on the field doesn't necessarily mean it's going to take longer to recover from teddy donald parham i'm looking at now teddy they've already ruled out for this coming week but he's out of the hospital everything everything's looking good but 
Um, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to miss extra time just because of how scary it looked. And quite frankly, Edwin, fluky. I mean, Donald Parham and Teddy both get these awful concussions and they were barely contacted. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that it really goes to show. Um, I often talk about Joe with my patients, especially like your body is really tough. Your body's really resilient. Your body's really robust. Those types of injuries really show um, how fragile to a certain extent uh, these types of contact sports can be. That's what, the reason we have athletic trainers on the side. It's the reason why we have orthopedic surgeons on the side. It's the reason we have PTs on the side constantly evaluating. We have an ambulance ready. It just It's a sobering reminder that we are putting, you know, two to 300 pound, sometimes 400 pound humans on a field. We're telling them to play this contact sport uh, for this ball and make sure you don't hurt each other. Uh, so it, it's just a sobering reminder. He hardly got contacted, like you said, um, especially, you know, even Donald Parham's like you were mentioning, but that's sometimes that's all it takes. So yeah, uh, back to what you were saying, Teddy, it has been ruled out. Uh, he did have a concussion earlier this season in week four or five, I do believe. And so he's been ruled out sometimes though, when it's that scary, look, you know, when it's, when a situation is that scary, uh, we can't discount the emotional, mental, intellectual mark that leaves on coaches and players. Um, and so I think that it's a good idea to, to have him sit out um, just based on what I saw and what I know. But yeah, uh, he, this doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to um, that, that he can't bounce back from this, you know, in weeks, week 17 or 18 or whatever that may, might be for the Broncos. He is Dr. Edwin Porras. Follow him on Twitter at FB Injury Doc. He has been fantastic here. We're going to talk to him again next week. Edwin, thank you so much, my friend. We're going to talk to Brawley about some of the injury replacements on the waiver wire after Ben Kukanis. Edwin, have a great one. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Edwin. Welcome, Tom. Welcome to the waiver wire section of our injury and waiver wire podcast here at FantasyPoints.com and the Fantasy Points Podcast. Tom, let's, let's get right to it. The waiver wire article at fantasypoints.com is massive, and it has all kinds of ad, uh, 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 of guys you can add in it um, from both short term to long term. But there is no long term right now. Um, uh, unless you're in a dynasty league, there's no long term ad for the waiver wire. So we're going to focus on the short handful of guys here, Tom, who might be able to contribute to your fantasy team now because that's all that matters. Now, now, now. I think back to that scene from Lincoln. Where he's like now, 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 and he's got to get all the votes to uh to uh abolish slavery. Um, that is a uh, um, a horrible comparison. Anyway, I'm I'm delirious right now, Tom. So let's <laughs> tell. Uh, yeah, I mean, and if you've been working the waiver wire, you probably won last week based on uh you know what you know the the fantasy football scores out there. So uh, this this might be another week where you know you might pick up a guy or two that might lead you to a championship here. It's uh. It's chaos out there. It's uh, uh, just seeing some of the scores. So, uh, you know, there's certainly some guys out there. There was a couple key injuries and some key spots that might be able to help you here this week. Yeah, so let's let's get into it and let's start with the running backs. There's two guys out there who have a shot to start. I think one is more likely than the other. Um, Ronald Jones and Samaj P. Ryan. Edwin said he'd be surprised if Fournette is back before the end of the fantasy playoffs, um, we everybody hates Ronald Jones, but yes. Tom, especially a, uh, especially us, we yeah. really we really despise Ronald Jones, but not personally, just you know, <laughs> kind of as a player, just. But if he's going to get the opportunity, I mean, at the very least, they trust him more than they trust Keyshawn Vaughn. 
Ronald Jones has a shot to be a bell cow here. Remember, Giovanni Bernard is on IR. Like, he's 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 done too. So it could be Ronald Jones the rest of the way. Ronald Jones, RB1 season the last two weeks. Yeah, and yeah, Fournette's been, you know, in that spot where he was kind of the bell cow here. Uh, as you said, Giovanni Bernard is on the injured reserve here, you know, through, I think, the end of this, uh, at least through week 17. So through the fantasy playoffs, uh, I think the expectation was for him to to be out until the playoffs. So they're down to just Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn in this backfield right now. And uh, the way uh, Tom Brady was given stares at Keyshawn Vaughn uh, during that uh, during the tail end of that game on some of the routes that he was running, uh, it could be a lot more Ronald Jones than you, you'd think. Uh, he's been primarily a runner throughout his career, but uh, he could be thrust into a very important role here in uh, they've got a tough matchup against Panthers this week. Uh, not the easiest defense, but, uh, you know, I was just going through some of the stats and trends for, uh, you know, our, our game hubs. And, you know, the, the Panthers have played over the total in four straight games. They're they're starting to give up some points, and uh, their their offense has been horrific and putting them in bad spots. So there there's a chance they're entering as, you know, 11, 12-point favorites in this game that we could see a lot of Ronald Jones uh, running the ball late in that game, especially considering just the way, you know, the Buccaneers receiving core, I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit later, but, uh, you know, Chris Godwin's done for the year. You know, there's a chance Mike Mike Evans sits out a week here to let him get healthy for the playoffs. So they, they could be, you know, working with next to nothing at receiver. So if they build a lead, we could see a lot of Ronald Jones late in that game uh, as big favorites against the Panthers this week. Uh, Joe Mixon picked up an ankle injury. Samaj P. Ryan, Tom, is uh, a guy who's got a shot to be a temporary bell cow here. And you know what? At this stage of the season, if you get one good week out of somebody, thank you for your service. Samaj P. Ryan has a chance to do that. Yeah, uh, not the not the easiest matchup uh, the next you know week or two. You got Baltimore and Kansas City, but uh, you know one other time whenever uh, Mixon left the lineup early this season and back in week week five. He kind of stepped in as the main guy and uh, produced produced 59 rushing yards on 11 attempts, uh, four for 24 and one receiving. So that would that will get it done for us this week if he gets that kind of workload. Uh, Chris Evans has been the the third guy, but he's been pretty much invisible over the last half of the year. I would think you know if Mixon does sit out, maybe he would get some uh, some snaps. But uh, I think they're going to ride P. Ryan. Especially this is a um, this is for all the, all the marbles in the AFC North. I don't I don't know if they want to go put Chris Evans on the field for thirty percent of the snaps in a, a pivotal game against the the Ravens here this week. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of Samaji P. Ryan if Mixon is out of the mix. So uh, you know I, he he could be like a fringe type of uh, RB one type uh, this week if he's you know the, the 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 complete lead guy here if Mixon is out of the lineup. Uh, so let's go to another running back who, uh, uh, I mean, let's just talk about 2021 in a nutshell. Duke Johnson has a career game and they signed him to the active roster. Tom, this is the best game a Dolphins running back has had in years. Yeah. I, I, unbelievable. And you know, I, I'm just looking down. I, I don't know about you, Joe, but I'm probably not chasing this. Um, you know, they had the easiest matchup against the jets this week. I mean, I'm thinking back. Rashad Penny was completely dead for two years and went for 150 year, yards and uh, two touchdowns uh, a couple of weeks before that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm not chasing it personally in this backfield. Uh, they they just Malcolm Brown's going to be back in the mix. Miles Gaskin 
Salvin Alkmaad, Philip Lindsay. I mean, they're literally five deep at the position right now. I think maybe he has vaulted to the top, but I think this is going to be a bit of a major committee going forward here. And look at that schedule. They go from the Jets to to New Orleans and Tennessee Titans, the two best teams against the run. Mm. Uh, so they they have the two two worst matchups here. So. Uh, if personally, if I'm in the fantasy playoffs and I see my opponent pick up Duke Johnson this week, I'm going to be smiling. I'm going to be like, please play Duke Johnson against the Saints and the, the Titans. Maybe I'll be eating my words on that one, but uh, I'll, I'll be pretty excited if I see my, my opponents. Uh, two guys I think we should touch on real quick uh, as handcuff types. Dontrell Hilliard and Justin Jackson. We got the news yesterday yep, 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 yep. that Austin Eckler is on the COVID uh, list here. You know, the, the new roles you know, basically shave off a day. Uh, they just need one day of negative tests instead of two. So, you know, we're going to see a few, you know, it's going to help get these guys back quicker, but he's definitely, uh, you know, very fringy to play this week. We saw all the Browns guys. They were real hopeful that they were going to get them back for that Monday night game. And uh, even, you know, even the new rules couldn't get them back. So, uh, you know, he's very much up in the air. Justin Jackson, we were kind of wondering, how they were going to break down that backfield. And we saw last week with Eckler playing through the ankle injury that it was Justin Jackson that was the main guy. He, uh, you know, he picked, he, he actually ran pretty well, got, had 86 yards on 13 carries. Uh, for some un- unknown reason, they had Joshua Kelly trying to plunge in from the one yard line. Of course, he fumbled. So, you know, that is something to watch here. But, uh, but Hilliard is, uh, is also a little bit on the radar here. Foreman, uh, Deontay Foreman picked up an he got his ankle foot rolled up on at the end of that game against the the Steelers there. So, you know, it, it seems like he is going to play, but you know, it, it is a, they play on Thursday night against the 49ers. It's a quick turnaround. So uh, if you've been using Deontay Foreman, I would probably want to pick up Dontrell Hilliard to, to back up uh, Foreman just in case he's un, unable to play on Thursday night. Again, Tom, this is a focus on who can help your team now. And it's guys that you can start uh, right away. Two wide receivers who I think are, I, I mean, this is not speculation. They have produced in recent weeks. Amon Ross, St. Brown of the Lions, Gabe Davis of the Bills. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gabe Davis has been, you know, he stepped into the lineup there. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders was out of the mix last week. Uh, right away, two touchdowns. Uh, he, you know, it's it been kind of bizarre. It's, you know, the Emmanuel Sanders is, uh, production has really trailed off here since their their buy uh, mid mid season buy. Uh, it's, it's like why why aren't they playing Davis more? All the you know every time he steps onto the field, he seems to be making plays, especially down in the red zone here. Uh, so he's he's going to start factoring in here. Uh, even if Sanders would happen to come back this week, week I, I think he should stay above him. Uh, we'll see if the Bills coaching staff feels that way, but uh, he's been really productive, especially down in the red zone. And Amon Ross St. Brown is, he's uh, four plus catches in nine out of his last 10 games. He's been really active as the slot receiver here. Uh, of course, he had the, the the touchdown on the final play of the game against the Vikings a couple weeks ago to give them the winning, uh, you know, their first win of the season to give Dan Campbell his w- first win as a head coach. Uh, and I think ever since then, there's just been a, a confidence between Goff and Amon Raw going forward here. And uh, he's starting to really emerge here. Uh, you know, he's he's knocking on like wide receiver two territory with the way he's played. I know it's tough to trust this Lions passing game. Got to keep a, an eye on Jared Goff's status this week. 
he was another guy that landed on the COVID-19 list uh, on Monday. So he's going to have a tough time. You know, it's, you know, 50-50. I almost would put these guys that are landing on this list on Monday to get back for Sunday. So, uh, you know, if it's Tim Boyle starting, I probably won't want to go there. But uh, if Jared Goff is able to get back and on the field, it's been, uh, you know, a pretty strong connection here in recent weeks between those two guys. Tyler Johnson of the Buccaneers, Chris Godwin, obviously, horrible injury, suffers a torn ACL as he heads into, obviously, both the playoffs and to free agency. Tyler Johnson, though, he was a slot god in college, and he's going to have an opportunity to make an impact here for the Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, Antonio Brown is the top priority. He's owned in most leagues. He was sitting at 62% over the weekend. Uh, but, you know, maybe if you're playing in a, a smaller format, he might be out there in like an 8-10 to 10 team league. Uh, you know, I, I play in a couple 12-team leagues and – have been holding him for God knows how long. Jesus, I think it's almost 10 weeks uh, since, you know, he played a game. I think it was that Eagles game on Thursday night football, which seems about like uh, like last summer or something. But, um, you know, he's he's going to be back. We'll see how much of a role he has. He's been in the doghouse, obviously, for his vaccine card, uh, you know, uh, shenanigans there. And, and he did have an injury. So uh, Tyler Johnson was kind of the guy that was – you know, featured the most when with Evans and um, Evans and Godwin both going down in that game on Sunday night. So uh, Johnson always profiled more as a slot receiver, but you know Godwin is one of the all time, you know, one of the best in the league here uh, at this stage of his career. So you know, this is almost a little bit of an audition for him too. Uh, Chris Godwin's uh, unfortunately, you know, he tears his ACL and he's going to be heading back into free agency this year. Uh, so we'll see what the Buccaneers do here. So this is almost like a little bit of an audition here for Tyler Johnson. If, if he plays well down the stretch here, and obviously he's going to get some postseason snaps. So he's going to want to put his best forward foot forward here. Uh, Mike Evans is also up in the air for this weekend. So there's going to be, and we know how much Tom Brady loves to throw it. So there's going to be uh, a lot of targets uh, potentially out there for uh, some of these backup receiver types in Tampa Bay this weekend. Uh, just two more guys, Tom, to touch on. We should get a quarterback and a tight end out there just for uh, for per- completion's sake. Uh, Tyler Huntley. Tom, the answer to who your Lamar Jackson replacement should have been wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo. It wasn't Justin Fields. It wasn't uh, Ryan Tannehill. It was Tyler Huntley. That was the answer. That was the right answer. He was, uh, uh, Tom, I think he was the number one quarterback this week. Yeah, he's honestly been. I mean, the way Lamar has played over the last yeah, uh, six weeks, <laughs> he's been yeah. kind of better. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Lamar's their franchise guy. He's going to be in the lineup if he's ready to play. But uh, you know, from listening to reports and stuff over the weekend on the Sunday morning shows, it it sounded like it was a, a bone bruise more than anything else that was really holding back Lamar Jackson. And sometimes those can be you know really fickle. I mean, you, you just never know how they're, you know, how your body's going to respond to it. So uh, we'll see. I, I, I would put Lamar like an 80, to 80 or 90% chance of returning this weekend. But uh, if he doesn't, I'm, you know, Huntley's like a top 12 option. Uh, I, I mean, if I was rostering Lamar, I would probably, you know, drop whatever quarterback I picked up uh, to play this past weekend. And I would go pick up Huntley and handcuff myself that way. So, uh, and even if uh, you've been playing like a fringe you know, you know, you've been kind of streaming the position and you're real frustrated. Maybe Huntley is a type of guy just to pick up, uh, you know, see what happens with Lamar over this week. And 
you know, you, you can follow the pack practice reports, but you know, if it's, he's practicing in full by Friday and he's going to go, you can drop him and pick somebody else up. But uh, just in case he doesn't go, I, I think Huntley is a, a top 12 type of quarterback this week with the, the way he runs the ball. And one of my least favorite players in all of fantasy football has a matchup with the Eagles coming up. They just lost Sterling Shepard to a torn Achilles. Evan Ingram, Tom, Jake Fromm at quarterback. Good luck, but hey, you've been wishing for good luck at tight end position all year anyway. I don't see how this is any different. Yeah, it's just ugly at the tight end position. Now we probably don't have Pat Fryermuth now. Uh, you know, for this week, he just suffered his second concussion in the last three weeks. So the, the position just keeps getting uglier and uglier. If you don't have Mark Andrews or, uh, you know, yeah, we also had Travis Kelsey join the, the COVID list uh, on Monday. I almost completely forgot about that. So, uh, you know, some of you might be really hurting out there at tight end. Uh, unfortunately, we're not bringing good news. There's not a lot of great options out there. Um, you know, maybe some of these guys on Monday night, uh, Foster Moreau and Cole Komet had uh, solid games and some funky game scripts last night. But uh, Evan Ingram's a guy, you know, Jake Fromm is going to be the new starting quarterback. You know, he's he's got a noodle arm. He's not going to push the ball much downfield. He's going to live uh, in the underneath areas uh, in the middle of the field here, and which is, which is where Evan Ingram, you know, basically plays at this stage of his career. So uh, I'm sure... Uh, he's not going to get you too excited here, but uh, there's just not a lot of great options. And the Eagles, you know, defense has been one of the better matchups for tight ends this year. So uh, cross your fingers with Ingram. He's not going to score a touchdown. Uh, you know, the Giants, they score like one or two touchdowns every week. So uh, if you're looking for touchdown upside, Evan Ingram is not going to provide it, but uh, maybe he can get you four catches for 40 yards. And uh, you just hope that your other positions, uh, you know, carry you through the week here. All right, T-Bro, thanks for uh, breaking down the waiver wire for us. You can check out the full article at FantasyPoints.com. If you guys are listening, obviously you're still in the playoffs here. It's put up or shut up time. I mean, it's been that for weeks, but obviously you're not holding on to anybody for any long-term reasons right now. You are simply uh, you are simply looking to win right now. That's the way it is. That's Joe, the way I want to say Merry Christmas to everybody, too. You know, oh, yeah, Merry you know, Christmas. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. You know, If you've been listening this far, you're into week 16. You're at the end of the, the week 16 waiver wire podcast. You're diehards. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, you know, being with us all year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. If you don't, you know, if you're not around for the next one. So yeah. uh, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for listening all year long here. And just thanks, everybody. Make sure you take advantage of that early bird special at FantasyPoints.com. It is 30% off right now for a full 2022 subscription. You're going to want to get in now because, well, once May hits, you have to pay full price. So pay now. It's Christmas time. Maybe uh, maybe you're, you're waiting to give somebody a gift. I think that would be a great one. My name is Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. He's Tom Brawley at Tom Brawley on Twitter. Follow the site at FantasyPTS on Twitter. Follow Edwin Porras at FBInjuryDoc on Twitter. Thank you, everybody. Have a great Christmas. Have a great holiday. And have a great Week 16. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Oh,